This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, September 6th, 2020. Fearfully and wonderfully made feet. Given by Director of Youth and Family Life, Bonnie Sieben. Good morning. Welcome to all of you who are here worshiping with us this morning in the building and welcome to all of you who are worshiping with us online today. I'm so glad to be here with you this morning. My name is Bonnie Sieben and as Paige said, I'm the Director of Youth and Family Life here at Connection. Would you pray with me? Father, thank you for this opportunity to gather together. Thank you that we can gather in your name this morning to lift praises to you and to center our hearts once again around your truth and your purpose for our lives. We just pray over this time that you would set aside distractions, set aside worries and um, things that might get in the way of hearing your truth this morning. Help us to just truly tune in to what you have for us in our hearts and our lives this day. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So this morning, we are starting a brand new series titled Fearfully and Wonderfully Made. And today, I get to talk to you about feet. Exciting, right? <laughs> so feet, I mean, think about it though. How amazing are our feet? Running, jumping, walking, climbing. Feet allow us to do so many things. Today though, I want to talk to you about feet as Strong's Concordance refers to them as instruments of motion. Instruments of motion. Bringing a message from where we are to where it needs to go. Our feet take us and with us the central message of our lives into the world. Our feet propel us through life. They are moving us and our message with our words and our actions to all of the various places that we go. The worship band Casting Crowns refers to this as our life song, that central core message that our lives bring to the world. Where we go, where we stand, where we choose not to stand, and what we say and do when we are there create the message of our lives. And that message has the ability to influence others for the Lord's purposes, or not. You know, I've participated in a few branding campaigns at different organizations, and it's really interesting to go through that process and see how intricately a business company will think through each line, shade, image, graphic, everything, so that they have one core message that they are taking about their product or service to their audience. One core message going out about their message. Sounds a lot like what we need to be tuned into as believers. A message that needs to get out in a way that meaningfully connects to the audience. At CCC, our central message, connecting people with Jesus and the new life he offers. I'd like us to do a little foot check this morning. A little tune-up of how effectively our feet are being those instruments of motion, carrying the message of life, life, to those who we influence and walk by every day. Do our footprints leave life hope, peace, love, joy behind us as we walk. 
The prophet Isaiah wrote it this way, and he wrote it calling ahead to the days of John the Baptist, who would walk the mountains bringing the message of Jesus to the people, but also calling ahead to everyone who would bring the gospel to the world. He says in Isaiah 52, 7, how beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings, who proclaim salvation, who say to Zion, your God reigns. If ever there was a person with a clear life song, it was John the Baptist. He was wholly focused on his mission of preparing the hearts of the people for Jesus who would come after him. This, sorry, this scripture does not just refer to him, though. It refers to all of us who take that gospel into the world. Us today. How beautiful are the feet of those bringing good news to the world. You know, I do love having beautiful feet. And as much as I talk about beautiful feet in terms of pedicures or my favorite heels, that's not what we're thinking about today, right? I want beautiful feet in the sight of the Lord. I want the Lord to see my feet as beautiful bringing his message to those he's created. What might that look like in practical terms? The first specific element that this scripture calls attention to is that someone whose life is bringing good news will proclaim peace. Peace. The Hebrew word used here is shalom, and we've definitely talked about this at Connection before. It is such a complex and interesting word. I love it. Um, It is relational peace between people and God. It is interpersonal peace between individual people. It is also community peace where everyone is experiencing justice and not oppression. It is the peace that was lost when sin entered the world. But here in this prophecy, it calls ahead to that restoration found in Jesus, that shalom, spiritually complete peace is proclaimed. We do experience that peace in Jesus. He said in John 14, 27, my shalom, my peace, I leave with you. So we have to ask ourselves, does the life message that we are living shout peace to others? Are we looking for opportunities to be in complete connection and right relationship with God? Are we looking for opportunities to be in complete connection and right relationship with others? I believe it was Barry who shared at a recent staff meeting this quote, which I wrote down and still have on my desk at home. You can't fully experience the peace of God if you are not at peace with God. Hear that again. You can't fully experience the peace of God if you are not at peace with God. When we are fighting God, pushing and pulling for our priorities over God's priorities, that spiritual conflict spills over and robs us of the peace that God intends for our lives to then flow out to the lives of others. Sometimes we might know what's right or what we're called to do in the name of the Lord, but we don't really want to. 
being less critical of that coworker, letting go of the habit that's detrimental to our lives, giving sacrificially in a way we're not so sure we want to do. We don't want to. And so we create this barrier by knowing what is right and choosing not to do it. When we do that, we create a situation where we can't fully experience the peace of God because we're not at peace with God. It's hard to proclaim a peace we are not experiencing. The good news is that even today, through Jesus, we can be at peace with God. And if we have been pushing and pulling, wandering like those lost sheep, we are invited back back into a right relationship with God. We are given an opportunity to experience that peace, to tear down that wall, and to settle our hearts into a right relationship with God. It doesn't stop there, though, because we are still called to carry that peace out into our community, to not only experience it, but to share it. Are we looking for opportunities for reconciliation in our lives? We're looking for opportunities for division. Are we willing to hear the perspective and experience of others and to respond to them in the peace that God has filling our own hearts? For a very long time, I've tried my best, not perfect at it, I have tried my best to live by the scripture found in Romans 12, 18, where it says, if it is possible, as much as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. In difficult situations, when dealing with those who have hurt me or made me angry, this scripture brings me back to the table. Sometimes, maybe not always as often as the Lord would like, but sometimes it shuts my mouth when I know that the words I'm going to share are not going to be peaceful. It brings me back to centering interactions, not around myself and my own needs, but around others and how God has created them and honoring that relationship in my life. There are relationships in my life today that by the world's standards should have been destroyed long ago. Words were said, disappointments were experienced, grudges were held, but the beauty of God's grace is that when we recognize how deeply that grace is poured out on us, we are then empowered to pour that grace out onto the relationships we have with others. In doing that, incredible healing and renewal can occur. Sometimes that's made challenging because not everyone is living with peace as a priority. You are not responsible for someone else's heart. I do think that's part of what the scripture is telling us. But you are responsible. I am responsible for the message that our lives proclaim. I am responsible for the core message that my words and my actions take out into this world. As much as it depends on me, is there anything else I could or should be doing as much as it depends on me to bring peace to the world? Is my message one of peace, one of loving understanding, one of listening and connecting, one of forgiveness and fresh starts? Is the core message of my life, of your life, proclaiming peace with God and with others? 
if we were doing a branding campaign, would peace be one of your core words? The feet that bring good news, though, do not stop at peace. They also proclaim salvation, the ultimate shalom, peace in relationship to God and others for all people, was broken with sin. But the good news is that in Jesus, that relationship is restored. The broken connection that we long to have with our heavenly father is healed. The loving embrace we are invited back into. This is good news. Are we living like we have good news to share? Do we get so caught up in the news of the moment that we forget to focus on the news that is going to echo through all of eternity? Are we so caught up in the news of the moment that we forget to focus on the news that echoes through all of eternity? My life was forever impacted by a dear friend named Jen. She had experienced incredible hardships homelessness, an abusive youthful marriage, exploitation. She had had a very difficult time in her young life. But I watched over the course of a few years as she came back into the faith of her youth and how that good news transformed her life. Guys, she was a ball of joy. She brought a smile to the face of everyone who spoke with her, and I mean that literally. She spoke openly of her faith to anyone who would listen. She didn't use it to shame it, shame others. She didn't use it to create arguments. She was just so profoundly impacted by the goodness of God that she just couldn't help but tell others how good God was. There was no caution in her exuberance because she just couldn't help but proclaim what she had experienced and she couldn't help but want that freedom and hope for others. It grieves my heart to share with you that we lost her in a tragic accident far too young. But she left so much life behind. Her unbridled enthusiasm for God was infectious. It inspires me still today. And when I think of this scripture from Isaiah, spreading good news, she is the first face that comes to mind. She invited anyone who would listen into what she had received. The book of Romans refers back to these words in Isaiah in a scripture Carrie and Allen shared last week. Let's look again at what it says in Romans 10, 9 through 15, and these are excerpts of that full passage. It says, If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. 
How can they hear if we are not proclaiming it with our lives? How will they know if we are not sharing it with our mouths? Some days, especially now, navigating COVID restrictions, virtual school, and a very charged political environment, my focus can get cluttered. I can start focusing on issues that get under my skin that day. The school schedule that is confusing, the mask that is itching, the meme someone shared that only has half the facts straight. But that stuff, as much as it is important right now, is not eternity. It is not the core of what my life needs to be about. When people think of me, I want them to know that my life is about bringing good news to others. Peace, hope, restoration, salvation, the eternal over the momentary, rest for weary souls. Now more than ever, many of us are walking in the, in the digital environment even more than we are in the physical one. There are likely more of um, those of you worshiping online with us this morning than there are here in the building today. We are in Zoom meetings, online chats, virtual school or offices, social media, really probably now more than ever before. And in all of that, we are leaving a digital footprint. Is it a beautiful one? Is it full of peace, hope, and life for others? Restoration and salvation? You know, when we're looking somebody directly in the eyes, for most of us, it's hard not to be kind. But when we're on the other side of a screen, sometimes it's hard to be kind. It's hard to not get carried away in a moment. Does your digital footprint invite others into a renewed relationship with Jesus? Does it make the new life Jesus offers look as incredible as God intends it to be? Are your digital travels causing you to lose sight of that incredible life that Jesus has for you right now today? Before stepping on digital ground, Ask yourself if what you are engaging in is likely to open doors for you to share the good news or to close those doors. I am not perfect at this. I'm sure none of us are. But I do try very hard to think twice and post once. To really consider the digital conversations I have and the media I share and to ask myself if it is furthering the kingdom of God and bringing glory to Jesus. Or does it have the potential to harm the message of Jesus that I want to share with my community? There is nothing coming in the next few months that will make leaving a grace-filled, salvation-focused, peaceful footprint any easier. It will depend on all of us every day, determining that our core brand is about the good news and then choosing our words carefully to align with the hope we have found in Jesus. Isaiah 52, 7, how beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those 
who bring good news, who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings, who proclaim salvation, who say to Zion, your God reigns. Ultimately, when we are proclaiming peace and salvation, what we are saying is that God reigns. Things may be hard in a season, genuinely heartbreaking, sinfully wrong, but God is still in control. That doesn't mean that we don't grieve with the grieving or do the hard work of ensuring justice for the oppressed but we do it knowing the end of the story, knowing that salvation is ours and the kingdom of God is near and that is the promise we have in Jesus. That is good news for weary souls today. I mentioned branding campaigns as we opened. It really is interesting to think about that one central word that people want associated with a product or company What is even more important for us to consider is what one central message we want for our life. What is our life song singing to the Lord and to the community? As believers, our song should be built around the peace of God and salvation in the blood of Jesus. If we build our lives around that, bringing ourselves back to God every day, we will tame our tongues We will listen more quickly and speak more slowly. We will go back to the table with forgiveness when we have been hurt. Our brand will be peace and our image will be more and more like Jesus. How beautiful. How beautiful to have a life branded by good news, singing that life song of hope to the world. How are your feet looking today? Are they instruments of motion, carrying the right message out, the message that is most important to you? Have they gotten so busy carrying other messages that people might miss the one that is most central to your life? Is there an area to reconsider for reconciliation, restoration of peace? Somewhere where you need to remember that the core message is good news found in Jesus. I pray this week that our life songs would sing to God and that our feet would be instruments of motion, walking peace and salvation to all who we impact. I'm gonna close us in prayer and then I'm gonna invite Pastor Barb up who will share with us in Holy Communion this morning. Father, thank you. Thank you for the hope we have in you. Thank you that no matter what we do, experience, or say, Lord, that we can come back to you in Jesus' name and through the blood shed on the cross. And we thank you for that. And we pray you would help us to make it central to our lives that we would not only be filled with your hope and filled with your peace, but that we would be so enamored by your goodness that we would want everyone to know that we would want that goodness to influence not only our lives, but the lives of everyone we touch. Lord, we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church. 
connecting people with Jesus and the life he offers.